Hey listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Hot Fellas Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, get your bread out because we are your source for carbs and what's the c word for laughs crispy baguettes crispy baguettes chuckles chuckles carbs and chuckles it's the hot fellas podcast uh affectionately known as the bradshaw boys we're here watching and just like that but we love the hot fellas john's still dead of rsv john is still dead of rsv and we got to start out from the beginning we got to go back to the original and say listen please go Give us, you know what you can you can do whatever you want on there. I want to tell you this has always been our fan base. Mm-hmm. Our past two reviews on iTunes, we got, uh, we got one that says, uh, greatest podcast of all time, five Cosmos. Look at that, Sophia Asmu. Thank you, mm, thank you, Sophia. Right below her, my first time listening to them. Hard pass, one star. Listen, hey. All are welcome here. We're running the gambit all the time. Yeah. I will say if you've never listened to the podcast, because there's a lot of people that are going to say five Cosmos and there's a lot of people that are going to say hard pass. But the reason people are saying five Cosmos is that's a Bradshaw boys thing. The yeah. Cosmo rating. Yeah. And you will find that if you listen to it. So if you came to this podcast because you, because we popped up in your feed, because you were looking for just like that, because you're looking for sex in the city, go back and listen to some of the hits we have. Two episodes with Kristen Davis. Yeah. We have an episode with the late, great Willie Garson. We got a couple episodes with SJP. We got episodes with Dan Clay. We have um, movie, re- we have rewatches of the movies yep. of both Sex and the City movies. Uh, we have one with Amy Harris, one of the writers. We go deep into Sex and the City. Alex, Allison McLean, the first dir- the director mm-hmm. of three episodes in the first season and the yep. first pilot. Yep. So we have a lot of, uh, we've got a lot of episodes, but we say that because if you just found us and you're like, why are these guys talking about John, the other co-host that isn't here dying of RSV? Um, that's just some stuff you come to love with the Bradshaw boys. Once you, once you listen to all 200 plus episodes, I'm like, this person says the title, the dude should have called the podcast the we talk about ourselves boys. You know what? I would love to call it that. I don't think it's the catchiest title, but yeah. uh, I'd love to call us. We talk about ourselves boys. Oh my gosh. Also, it's really funny. It's so funny. Once you look about, uh, 
The whole premise is, yeah, but what do straight men think about sex in the city? Everyone must be so curious. Like, the show wasn't made for them. I don't care about your hot takes about it. It's so funny. It's like, hey, bitch, it wasn't made for you either. It was made for gay men. It was written by, yeah. <laughs> it, was it was written by a gay so man. So get out of here. It's I know. Not for, it's not for you women. I know. This podcast is for gay men. What if that was a gay man that wrote that review? And since I read... I know it's not. I know it's not. I know gay, I... gay men aren't as annoying as women. <laughs> <laughs> and that just lost any new listeners we have to this podcast. They they're not even hearing me say this because they have already turned it off. Hey, listen, finish your eye roll and then get back into it. Have a little fun. Hey, have, come on. Me and Corey are drinking some natural wine. We're drinking some great, some great wine. It's a Zweigelt. Um, it's an Austrian we, wine. We also we do have some really. We have um, one of our guests coming up before mm-hmm. you leave. I'm just joking, but also we have uh, the fashion. Uh, editor of uh, New, York New York Post. Post coming up, who has a sex and SJP shoe named after her. That's right. And um, Anahita Musavian. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we have a few other really cool uh, guests coming up as well. So listen, if you like it, stay. We'll try and keep focused. Mm-hmm. This is a liter bottle of wine. Yeah. So you'll notice if we, but we're going to, from the beginning, focus so hard on staying on topic but it's possible that we're going to get to the the leader the top of the leaderboard of distraction we might go all over the place with this one just that was a real stretch on that uh using the word leader no i thought it was great thank you i appreciate that uh i just love to talk about myself we have uh we're on episode three episode three of and just like that we're doing the rewatch like way late um which i'm actually kind of glad now Feels like it takes the pressure off. Listen, if you guys, if we get, if we get one five star review, mm-hmm. I will text Crystal McCrary live on the podcast. And if you weren't listening to the last episode, you need to know that Crystal McCrary is the real life Lisa Todd Wexley, who Kevin has worked with before. Yes, I know, I know the real Lisa Todd Wexley. So before you give us another complaint on Reddit about how you don't like the Bradshaw boys, who the fuck else has talked to SJP, Kristen Davis? The real LTW. Who met? Millie Garson. That's right. Who met Seema at brunch one day in Williamsburg? Listen, I just walked up to her and saw Sarita Chowdhury. And she said, she said, oh my gosh, I know the Bradshaw boys. You guys are really funny. Do you know what's, you know what's hilarious is. She was great. By, by my little complaint just there. And then we put in our resume out. It just proves how bad we are at podcasting. I know. <laughs> that it's we, very true. That we take all of that energy and, and we put it back <laughs> into a podcast. <laughs> we put it back into a podcast that, that strays off of the, uh, of the, of the, What's it called? The path, the, the path, the topic, just the topic. But <laughs> it's like we should either be dead on focused like a journalist or we should have graduated out of podcasting and be like, this guys have a TV show now. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, that's 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 what you get. We're we're sort of like we are like um, we're like a boyfriend that was so good in season one of Sex of the City that they just had to keep on bringing him back, which actually didn't happen. There yeah. isn't there isn't one of those. Yeah. We From just, season one. Yeah. We just like yeah. we proved ourselves so early on mm-hmm. that they just they had to keep on bringing us back uh, each each season. And now and just like that, just when you thought they were rid of it, Michael Patrick King called us and was like, you guys got to do season two of and just like that. It hasn't been on there. And it's like, hey, listen, we're here. We're, hey, we're here to serve. We 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 need to be the Justin Thoreau's of this where we just keep showing up as a different character. Yeah. 
That's what we need to do with this. Yeah. That's what and, we are doing. And in case, and right now we all have, we have fake mustaches on. So right. these are not real mustaches. Um, I, I don't have besides like news. Oh, for, first of all, I don't have much to say about the past two episodes because I really just want to get into continue because I feel like we like with where we're at, we're we're just at episode two, like laid groundwork. And now yeah. I'm just excited to see yeah. where they go with it. The th- one thing I will say is it's the most watched show on Max ever, which is crazy, which is just like it's. It's that one tweet that we heard. It's like, I don't care how bad it is. Like, I'm going to watch every episode or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't, I'm not saying that it's bad, but it's, it's one of those things that it's like, man, it shows the impact of the show that you're like, this is, and I thought this at the time that I'm like, you know how much energy you need to create a big show now? And mm-hmm. now it's like, you just drop like Mount Rushmore. Yeah. And it's like, of course there's going to be this much of a fanhood around the world. Like it's, it's insane. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there hundred percent will be a season three. Yeah. Yeah. There will be a season three and, and the it, strike is over now. Yeah, I know. I think last time we recorded the strike wasn't over and I was like, well, it's going to take forever to get a season three. And now I, I, I mean, I bet they are probably like talking about writing now Yeah, and they'll probably shoot season three. What it's October. When we're recording this. They'll probably start shooting it like in the winter or the spring. It'll probably that's be crazy. like, it might be out by next summer, man. Yeah. That's wild. Or how many, summer. how many seasons do you think it'll go? I think it'll go five to six. I think five seasons. How many did succession go? Four, four. And, and I, when, when they announced the end of succession, I was pretty surprised. Yeah. I was like already. Yeah. I think this will go five. Yeah. What do I, you think? I, Maybe one will be a six episode season. Yeah, I think I think four and then like a final thing. Yeah. And then and then when it comes back again in 20 years, they're just gonna play episodes of Golden Girls and say it's sex in the city. <laughs> <laughs> they brought um, they brought back Samantha. She's yeah, Blanche I mean, Devereaux. I we get to see Samantha. Like the the kind of the nice thing is everybody listening to this, if you've already seen it, you know the things that we haven't seen. So honestly. It's kind of like we're doing the Bradshaw boys again. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like we're watching a thing now that everyone's oh, yeah. already seen. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Which is actually, I mean, it's kind of fun. We plan, we, we plan that. Once again, we're masters of the podcast and we planned this. Yes. Yeah. Um, who is your favorite new person? Well, I said last episode that Rock is my favorite character on the show. Yeah. And I mean that sort of jokingly. I actually do like Rock. But if we're talking about new ladies, um, I, man, it's like a close tie between SEMA and LTW for me. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because of Crystal McCrary. I really do like SEMA. I just don't see, besides, hey, boss. I don't see a ton of depth to SEMA storylines. Yeah. Um, I, d- I don't know. I do like LTW. I think she's cool. Yeah. What about, what about you? I think uh, I think mine's 100% influenced by the news that it's Christopher McCrary. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an LTW guy now. <laughs> you, you are. Until the I'm, day you die. And I'm, I'm willing to go back into all of the old podcasts and 
cut out and delete and re-record previous opinions I had <laughs> about it to just be like, to just be like, I love LTW. Um, but I do, re- dude, I do remember in season one, I should go back and find it when the, in the art episode with Kristen Davis. Yeah. I think I was like, I have this like client who has like a very great collection yeah, of, yeah, yeah. um, of African American art. Mm-hmm. And I got to find if I talked about it before. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's a really cool, I've always thought remembering back on that, not rewriting history. I've always thought it's the most realistic sex in the city character. Yeah. Because it's just like, it's like, yeah, like, you know, um, upper West side, big money art out there in the world. Um, the Seema's in real estate. Seema's right? in real estate. Yeah, she does like high end real estate. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of. I I hope besides the Aiden situation, which we just like know is coming. Yeah. I'm hoping there will be some, Sex in the City guys that are memorable because I really like new guys because it's like let's be honest podcast guy is is cardboard like there's nothing he's done he's not coming back yeah we're but, not gonna see franklin again but i even mean like besides he's like a good looking guy like nothing interesting at all i'm not saying like go back to when it's but it's like if if you're gonna have someone dating like have them be memorable in some way and he's very much just like oh cardboard franklin yeah he's just like like hey Hey, I like you, but it's like nothing. Yeah. Nothing about him is, is besides the fact that he's like kind of a silver Fox or good looking. And I think if you want to milk this show for a little more comedy, Mm -hmm. um, I think maybe who would you date as an older woman? There's so much stuff for that for Seema and for the other. And I guess maybe you'd grow out of like putting up with that. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm just hoping maybe for some interesting few one-off characters, girl, yeah. guy, they, them, whoever. Yeah. I think he's like a little beta to carry too. Like, I mean, he works on mm-hmm. a show, but it's not like, it's not the kind of thing that's like, Carrie, we got to get those numbers up. And it's yeah. like, oh, he comes in and yells at me. He's just like, yeah, he's, he's we know how she likes to be treated in an elevator. Oof. Listen. Sounds like we're getting some of that old Bradshaw boy swag back. I saw someone, someone on Reddit, there was some, like someone posted, they're like, what's your idea of a good night? And someone put like, uh, I don't know. Someone said like rough sex and something else. It wasn't something I was just like, it's like, I forget there's just people out there that it's just like, it wasn't even a weird Reddit site too. It was mm-hmm. just like, just like, I want to like have a drink and just get like, and this, you know, this guy, this guy's going to hear Carrie Bradshaw say that I want someone to pin me down or something. Yeah. And he would just be like, well, he's sweet. We got to, we got to, we got to finish this commercial first. Yeah. But I also, don't know. I just want to see Bradshaw would be like, I want someone to pin me down and I will never talk about it in public, even though I'm a sex columnist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw is like the most. I, I could never go on Dan Savage's podcast. Yeah, exactly. And talk about my sex life. Oh my goodness, that'd be crazy. That's what I do for a living. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess 
I guess I'm hoping for a little return to form with some interesting characters and maybe some interesting sexual gallivanting. Yeah. So far, so far, you're just getting the the Miranda Che submarine motorboating. You're getting the motorboating underneath right now. Yeah. Just a hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. And just just hot tub attacks. <laughs> Jeez. I'm I'm excited to see what happens with Brandon Che. Because I, I think we got speaking of submarine, I think we got some choppy water coming up with mm-hmm. both of them. And uh, I'm very excited to see it. I know there's a little bit of return of Steve. That was hard to that was hard to avoid on the internet. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I'm excited to see what it is. He so, goes into a uh, a um nursing home. Oh, nursing home. <laughs> yeah, he starts wearing diapers. Cool. Great. Um he's like, "Oh, I shit my pants." <laughs> um yeah, let's uh let's watch it. Let's dive back in. We uh Episode three, um, I don't, what, what's episode, let, let's look and see what episode three is called. And just like that. And just like that. Season two, episode three. I'm Carrie Bradshaw, and the episode's name, it's on Max. We have a season three, but while I have you here, I want to tell you about season two, episode three. What's season, its title? The title is and chapter ju- three. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'm really glad we waited for is that. It, wait, is it chapter four and then chapter five? It's called, the, well, the first one was Met Cute. The second one was The Real Deal. Three is called chapter three and four is called Alive. So why would and it be five called? five is called Trick or Treat, which we'll be doing close to Halloween. Well, why would it be called chapter three? I don't know. Is I don't there know. some famous reference that's chapter three or are they just fucking lazy? I don't know. But you know what I thought was really funny is if you look at chat, if you look at number six, if you look at the it's thumbnail bomb, bomb cyclone, bomb cyclone. But that is a, I thought that was Larry David. Turns out it's just Harry Goldenblatt. Yeah. But it looks like Larry David from a long way away. Bomb cyclone. They'd go. Well, you know, the bomb cyclone, it was the, it was the big snow thing in New York. This is probably a snow episode. Uh, that's, snow bomb that's cyclone. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. That'd be it's a very good. New York thing. Are you sure it's not, um, there's a bomb in Times Square as they're on their way to the cyclone? See the Brooklyn Cyclones play? Yeah. I mean, that would be, that would be another level that I would very much appreciate. I have been in a few bomb scares in Times Square. All right. Uh, let's let's go watch. watch the episode. Season two, episode three, chapter three. While recording her latest book, Carrie finds the chapter about John's death too emotional to read. A mugger steals Seema's vintage Birkin bag, and Charlotte and Lisa are flattered to be on a male student's MILF list at the children's school. Carrie comforts Lizette after her new jewelry designs are stolen during a pop-up tent sale. Later, after she and Seema mingle with Australian rugby players, Carrie actually contracts COVID. And now back to the boys. All right. And we're back. And I will do it all again. All again. All again. And I will do it all again. Dude, New York City's crazy. Dude, I I think um, that that was a kind of a realistic episode in some ways. There were certain things that that fall into non-realism but there was a lot of stuff that was pretty realistic it's getting 
there was multiple scenes that I was like, nice. Like, uh, it's almost like we've been jerked around sometimes Mm -hmm. and then you're just like, oh, when it's like, oh yeah, this is really great. Two, two, two things that I really liked were the Che Miranda breakup scene because it didn't go. Well, it's funny. You think that was a breakup. Yeah. I think it's the beginning of a breakup. I bet they're still together for two more episodes after this. Uh, yeah, but it's them trying to get back to visit in LA or this right. or that. Yeah, totally. Um, I bet Miranda goes back to LA after this. I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so, Tim. Um, no, I don't. But I think Che, maybe we'll follow Che in LA with like without Miranda or whatever and their mm. friends. I just thought that that would like. Oh, no, actually, I, I think you're right because of one pivotal thing. But keep going. It just, it started to blow up. And then it's like, of course, this is what would happen. We saw it from the second she brought her phone in. And then when it turned. And I think we saw it from like the third time they met. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it's like, I, I'm not claiming to totally understand television writing, but it's like, yeah, when you know what every, what, what's going to happen in a scene, mm-hmm. it's bad. And I feel like that that has maybe been some of, and just like that's problem has been like, you can predict, <laughs> you can predict what's happened. It can happen in a scene. And sometimes it's like to the point where it's like past comical that you're just like um i don't i'm i'm thinking of a miranda thing with nia wallace that it's like the braids thing you couldn't predict that's like i like your hair and then it's crazy yeah but it's like sometimes the most unpredictable things are the things that are so so outside of the character yeah and i guess it's like you're there was a few things with with sema and with carrie that you're like oh this is this is the city is a character and you can't totally know exactly what's going to happen in every scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like surprising in some ways, the milf. Oh, the other thing is like the milf thing. And then them being like, that guy is hot is hilarious, mm-hmm. surprising and true that it's just like, I mean, literally it's like, they're like looking at a 16 year old being like, he's fucking hot, but yeah. it's like, you know that. Yeah. Totally. So there was things like that that were like pretty, pretty classic, well written, surprising, interesting, and I think all four of those milfs should just freaking lock the door behind them, pin that dude, yeah, and just be like Mary Kel- Mary Kay Letourneau that kid. <laughs> Oh, which is which is just literally yeah. raise a family with him and then die of cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Kay Turner died of cancer. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Uh, well, here let me do the. Um, I'll do a quick. Got a lot of stuff written down here. I'll do a quick little recap of chapter three. We found out why it was called chapter three. Okay, first we start off. Seema gets her purse stolen walking out of her apartment. Guy steals her purse. Nobody stops the guy. Um, she ends up talking to Carrie, being like you know, I just got my purse stolen. Mm. Hopefully he throws it down. It was an expensive purse. Hopefully he doesn't just take it. Um, and then LTW and Charlotte find out there is a MILF list. Like you talked about going around. Some kid is making a list of MILFs in the school. Uh, Carrie is recording her book. Um, 
there's a sound guy who's double masking who I feel like smells. There was like a weird thing when he came in where they didn't want to like be around him. Um, and uh, she's trying to read chapter three of her book, which is about big dying and she can't get through it. And it's very emotional and they keep trying to push her through. And then Che is in LA. Uh, she is, um, she has an Android. She's doing table readings with Miranda uh, at home and Miranda's doing a big family scene, a big emotional family scene at her sitcom, uh, their sitcom. Sorry. Their sitcom. Che Pasa. Is that what the sitcom's called? Che Pasa. Che Pasa. Is that yeah. really what it's called? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. We, I didn't know if that we made that joke or that's actually, I think it's called. Yeah. They're do they're doing, um, uh, a big emotional family scene in the sitcom. Um, and then, um, LTW and Naya, they do an interview for a doc that LTW is doing a uh, hot sound guy does a little fishing for the mic on Naya's bra. Cause that's where you put the mic sometimes. And uh, that guy ends up getting in touch with her. So find out Naya is fully separated and fully separated and, and, and full C and full C cup, full C cup and, fiel <laughs> and fielding texts. Um, uh, they, uh, carry, yeah. Like I said, Carrie breaks down, ends up talking to Bitsy Von Muffling. Yeah. Has a little emotional scene with her. Get, get a little bit of Bitsy Von Muffling from the original series. Um, Carrie does a little shopping therapy. Uh, Miranda tries to find herself and, uh, ends up getting a tattoo to find herself. And also Brady has a breakup in Amsterdam and is falling apart over there. Um, and then, we revisit the MILF list, find out who made the MILF list, but an incredibly hot 16-year-old piece of ass. And then um, Miranda, um, her phone goes off in the pilot, distress call from Brady. Che and Miranda get in a fight about it. Miranda comes home. Um, Carrie and Seema go to Lizette's party. There's a... Um, a criminal. A criminal who just walks in and steals everything. And Carrie uh, tries to make things all right with Lizette. And also the, the big lead that I'm burying here is that Carrie, to get out of her reading, fakes having COVID. Everyone keeps trying to rescue Carrie from having COVID. Um, finally, she fesses up Seema. She doesn't have COVID. And at the end, Carrie makes it through the reading after they give her extra time and makes it through chapter three. So felt like a long packed episode, in my opinion, also feels like it's kind of going back. We're getting closer to sex in the city. Yeah, there there's kind of like the heavy stuff. And then there was also just like the chill, wacky stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, we got we got Chase writer back in um, who is is a uh, such a cartoon. Yeah, but Chase Ryder's there uh, yelling during the thing. We got some Tony Danza. Tony Danza. Tony Danza looking. You can tell he's been on a sitcom before because he he knew what he was doing. Oh, dude. Tony Danza's nailing the sitcom reads. Absolutely. Um, where should we start? <sighs> let's start. Um, you know, Let's start with the robbery theme. And yeah, there, there's, there's a, a reason I want to start with it. Um. So Seema gets her purse stolen. Uh, there's also at the end of the episode, 
They go to Lizette's thing and there's a guy who's a cater waiter who's just clearing out the jewelry. And then he walks up to Carrie. And he says, give me your necklace. And he's trying to take the iconic Carrie nameplate necklace. Um, and she's not, like, please don't. Not in my house. You can't take it. You can't have this. Yeah. But he, no weapon. And then finally he just walks out with all the jewelry and then the guards show up later. Seema pulls out a, a gun on him, which just turns out to be a lighter. The reason I'm going to start with it is like, I think New York is in a weird place in real life right now, where in some ways crime is, I don't know if it's up. I don't know the stats. Mm. Maybe it is up. It feels more noticeable. We I've had packages stolen out of my apartment, but then also another thing, my mom was telling me that like just in, in like suburbs back home where I'm from, she was like, Oh yeah. Somebody we know was in a Verizon store. And like, this was on the news. A guy and his son just walked in the Verizon store with bolt cutters and started snipping all the display phones and just walked out with them. And so when that was happening, I was like, there is a weird thing. Like you were like, that guy doesn't have a gun, but I was, I've heard about multiple times that there is just this phenomenon of people just walking in a place and taking a thing and being like, give me that. And someone's yeah. like, I don't want to give it to you. And it's like, give it to me. And then I guess the thing is, if you don't give it to me, I'm going to hurt you. But it was interesting that it was a thing that was, that looked like that was like at Bryant park or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At like a, it was a like booth. a Bryant park fashion week or at a booth or something. Yeah. And it was like, I'm just going to take all this. I'm a cater waiter. Clearly everyone has seen me before, Yeah, but I'm just going to grab all these things and then walk out with all of Lizette's jewelry. And, um, I don't know if that is like speaking to how dire things are in terms of like an income disparity yeah, or just like, this is like a, Hey, New York is still New York. Cater waiter, just stealing all your stuff. Yeah. Sorry, Lizette. And the same thing with SEMA. I mean, you had a phone stolen on the street like a year or two ago. Yeah. Yeah. I had someone and it was at, um, on the Upper East Side too, Mm -hmm. but it was like, I was blindly on my phone, just like there just like looking at it it was out and someone came up behind grabbed it and ran away chased him down fedex worker saved me there you go he tackled the guy but it was i forgot about it because i've like i've talked about it on stage and i've done so much other stuff on stage since then i was like oh yeah that like really happened to me (laughs) that's like what happens when you when you like fictionalize something yeah. into a creative thing is you're just kind of like, Oh, I got what I needed out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, exactly. I don't care that I yeah. lost the phone yeah, or that I got the phone back. Yeah. I, was I like, got, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. But it's, um, but yeah, it definitely like crime is up in all cities. And it was interesting that they like, they took that on. They're like, we're, t- we're talking about crime in New York. I mean, um, like I had a, our, my neighbor, um, his fiance was on a train and, she was the same thing on her phone and somebody got on the train on the subway when the doors open and then just grabbed her phone out of her hand and then just walked off. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of the same deal where she was like, that guy just stole my phone. And everyone's yeah. like, what? And then the subway door shut. Yeah. And there is kind of a thing where it's like, if you strike fast, then no one can do anything. And I guess if you chase a person down, then you are facing maybe that you're going to fight. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it was, it was an interesting thread because it is like the city, like the end with Seema and Sarah Jessica Parker and Carrie were, was basically just like, 
I love this city. Yeah. You know, the good and the bad. I mean, I like that Seema lit up a cigarette and they were like, you can't smoke in here. And yeah. She said, well, I'm the problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Nice job, Seema. They, they left it out of the script, but... It's so funny that it's like they pressed cut right before all these characters started talking about voting Republican. They're like, we need law and order. <laughs> Giuliani was there too. Throw him in jail. Oh, I can't believe that happened. Yeah. You should be the mayor again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was a cool thread throughout the whole thing for sure. Yeah, totally. There, there, there seems to be a thing where they have tried to bring up, even though they're all mega wealthy, that the New Yorkness is still there in some ways. Yeah. About like about the cab thing with, I'm sorry, Chris Jackson last episode. Yeah. Not getting picked up by a cab and the theft, those things, which also still that, feels like they live in New York a little bit. That is true because it's like, listen, it is insane when you really think about it. When you, if you're making, if you're making $50 million a year, and you still live in New York city. When you think about like the, what, what, what you could do with that money. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, think about our apartments. And then you think about a $50 million apartment square footage is like not $50 million apartment, but it's like, let's say a $20 million apartment square footage wise is like inching up to like where my parents' house is. Right. But it's in Ohio. Right. And, but when, when I'm like, I, I think about it a lot that I'm just like, what are you doing if you live on Park Avenue and you're rich as fuck? What are you doing? You still have to interact with a lot of very uncomfortable things that if you're that rich, you normally wouldn't have to do. Yes, totally. I'm sure those, and I think those people just do like the city and they do like living in a place where there's yeah. stuff happening because, because I'm sure they talk to people that live in Palm Springs or in Key West and stuff. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Cause it's like, I, you're still, you're, you're still in bonkers, smelly ass, dirty ass situations. I mean, like Rick Moranis was like two years ago. Someone just punched him in the face on yeah. the Upper West side. Yeah. Um, and, and I, he, and he got paid $50 million <clears throat> for Ghostbusters. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> I think he got paid $50 million to get punched. Yeah. He was like, I'll take that punch. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I agree. I think that there is something of, I think those people's lives and their apartments, they live a different life mm -hmm. than most other people in New York, but you're right. They also live a different life than someone with $50 million that lives in a gated community that drives everywhere. Mm -hmm. They, you still have to go out, even if you, even if you're taking cabs everywhere, you're still there's there is a great equalizer to a degree mm -hmm. in New York. Like I bet Anna Wintour, yeah, in some ways still sees New York. She still is walking on sidewalks towards premieres. Like she's still yeah. You see people out all the time. Yeah. Totally. And you must, you must like that in some way. Absolutely. I think that's why people, like, I think that's why people move here. There's also like, you know, the, the, it is where the, you know, not the best restaurants, but it's like, oh, there's a really good restaurant. You're, you're 
yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It it would be very interesting if they were like asked Seema and Carrie what like rather than just say New York City. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If they were just yeah. like what like why do you still love living here? And they'd be like, because there's Australian rugby players and they're gonna they're gonna plow us. Yeah. You know, that was Outside the beginning. Of, that was the beginning of of a of a Bang Bros video. Totally, I was gonna say that was like <laughs> it was it was. You just need to throw a Brazzers logo yeah. on that scene, <laughs> and then flex muscles turns into that. Yeah, totally. But it is like, um, you know, I guess every city is like that kind of. Apparently, there's like a huge bed bug outbreak in Paris right now. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And uh, also that I was like, I've got to check my luggage. Yeah, right. Bro, we've both been to Paris in the past a little bit. Yeah. And I will say, I found a bug in my bed the other day, and I grabbed it, and I put it in a bag, and I did a lot of research, and it had stripes on it, and I think it was a carpet beetle. But don't think that yeah. I did not have, have spend you ever a seen lot the, of data on that. Have you ever seen the Reddit, uh, what is this bug? No. Dude, I bet that's terrifying. Oh, the the most terrifying what is this plant? Yeah. So what is this bug is so terrifying oh. because there's some people that are just like, hey, just found this close to my bed. Like, no. is this I, I sure hope it's not like a f and then they'll say something else and be really casual about it. And people below are just like people are just like, ah, that's a bed bug. Holy fucking shit. And the person, no. you see the person freak out and be like, I had no idea bed bugs were, and it's like, dude, bed bugs oh. fucking. Have you had bed bugs? Um, the first apartment that I lived in, uh, I had bed bugs, but everything was taken care of mm. because I left because my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh, wow. So I flew back to Ohio. Then someone else slept in my bed. Um, who was visiting my mm -hmm. apartment. I was like, they can use my room. They got eaten up. Jeez. They flipped. So then my <laughs> friend flipped over my mattress. So from what I know about bed bugs, this particular batch of bed bugs was not biting me. So they, well, yeah, because I had moved in and this is disgusting. So fast forward, if you don't want to hear it, Corey pluggers, if you don't want to hear it, hit that, hit that. Uh, skip 30 seconds button right now. I, I was gone for two days. Someone went and stayed in my apartment. Then they woke up with bugs. So it was two days later. So it couldn't have got this bad. Mm -hmm. So I'd been sleeping in it. And then Harlan went in and flipped over my mattress and just said it was just crawling with bed bugs, like a hundred. Oh, I bet. And just crawling everywhere. Yeah. And then he bagged everything up. I came home with all my shit in bags and I was like, well, I've just heard the nursery. I'm like, don't have the bed bugs bite. And he's like, it's a pestilence from literally Exodus. I have to say, knowing you, that is exactly the way you would have bed bugs. That it wouldn't it affect wouldn't you affect at me. all and someone else would clean everything up. <laughs> well, it was brought in by the person that cleaned it up. So I'm not, it's his fault. I don't mean it that it was your yeah. fault, but yeah. I think that there are so many things. It's like when you got COVID. Yeah. It, you were, <laughs> I, the night you got COVID, you were like, Just like I remember oh. you were sitting at the bar with one of our friends being like, I just think I'm hungover. And then you <laughs> gave COVID to him and my girlfriend. And then, and, uh, but I, I think that some of it is that I think some of it is that you're a person that is resilient. Um, and it, it didn't, just, it didn't. Well, I'll also say like bed bugs, not everyone is, is allergic or feels the bites. I like, I had bed bugs in my old building. The woman that owned the building, down, the woman, the old building owned the building downstairs. Um, 
had them. And then it ended up being uh, oh 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 a little bit of sediment. We got um, some sediment in the wine because it's natural. And then uh, oh god, look at the bottom of that. The lady was like, "It's gonna be she all great that. skins." Yeah, she did. Well, she was right. Um, but uh, yeah, not everyone gets bit. Um, and I don't think I get bit a ton. But it's when I had them, you have. I mean, you have to bag everything up. It's the worst. It's terrible. But New York dealt with it. Like you can't put a mattress on the street without a bag. Yeah. I think Paris. These fucking dirty Europeans. I feel like Emily in Paris next season should just be her having bed bugs for like yeah. a full season. Yeah. Just have her get bed bugs. Have her get have it put some put some of these characters through you want to you want to have some fucking conflict in your give emily in paris syphilis yeah <laughs> yeah do it <laughs> Be, um um okay so yeah that's the robbery that's just like new york being dirty and gross but i don't know the robbery thing is interesting i mean it is, i will say it is kind of interesting um uh it is interesting to think okay robbery thing not out of the ordinary. I feel like we've both been in kind of dicey things around New York yeah. since we've lived here for a long time. F- funny and cool to think of two characters who both have lived in New York for 20 plus years who are women in their 50s, late yeah. 50s. I don't know what their ages are. Yeah. And then be at a robbery and then just then be like, don't take my jewelry. Yeah. Like I do think that that's why I think we're getting closer to sex in the city. We're getting we're getting into more hijinks. More some hijinks. We got some more hijinks, which is what I love. We got some hijinks. We also have hangout crossovers like LTW do LTW and Nia Wallace, Dr. Yeah, Nia totally. Wallace, yeah. are doing a documentary together. Yeah. It's cool to see them separate from Yeah. Just to have their own storyline. Yeah. And I mentioned to Corey and I gotta I gotta say, it's one of those things that I kind of feel like if you wear like a crazy hat or like a crazy jacket, first time you do it, people are just like Whoa, top hat guy, dude. Yeah, and then second time they're like, "Whoa!" And then third one they're like, "Oh, what's up?" Yeah. And I gotta say, I let the this season two that we're in now. It is interesting when that was just Carrie and Charlotte talking. It was sort of like, "Oh, it definitely did take the first season, which they had to like grin and bear it and just be like." Listen, this is the world. People will buy into it. And now that it's the success story that it is, there is a thing that it's like, oh, yeah, like Nia Wallace and LTW in their own thing. And then when it's Karen Charlotte, it's like, oh, yeah, it's like sex in the city, but I'm in the new world. Yeah. And that's like a that's a testament to the. The new show that they were like, we're making a new show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it almost feels like we're almost completely separate from sex in the city. Yeah. Like the writing's getting better, but also we're accustomed more to being like, oh yeah, they'd be in a documentary. This makes sense. And th- I thought that was cool. Yeah. I think that they talked about that when they were starting it, they kept saying, this is another universe for these same characters. And, um, like, yeah, like there's another universe for the same characters. And this is not the same show. Yeah. But this is these characters. And you're right. Now we're, we basically can agree that it's not the same show anymore. Yeah. Which does make it easier to digest. I mean, I think before, 
I did not care about Chay Diaz's storyline. Yeah. Now there are things that I think are semi ridiculous or really played up, but I know I, that that's what this that's what this show is. That storyline. I also I think it. most people didn't like Che and Miranda. Yeah, totally. Like now, if they break up, if this is the, I think it is the beginning of the breakup, but I could see the Che storyline just continuing yeah. just with Che. Yeah. And we got Tony Danza there. I want to see what's going on with him. Dude, you got to keep Danza. I mean, I'm a Danza lion. <laughs> thousand percent of Danza. <laughs> Hell lion. yeah. Um, um, who should we, let's dig into, you want to go with the MILF list? Yeah. First of all, this is, this is, this is awesome because a, listen, I'm a fan. I think there should be like, this was actually funny. I'm surprised they went there. I've always thought it's funny when, um, yeah, it's, it is, it is just funny in practice to imagine it's really funny to imagine a bunch of uh, guys just being like watching a 16 year old in high school and be like, Oh, wow, wow, we wow. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, uh, and so I, I love that they're doing it because I do think it's totally different. Yeah. It makes it funnier. And also, you know that what the difference is if, is if a guy was doing that with a 16 year old, you're like, dude, he's going to try and fuck her. And they would be, if, I don't think they would try and fuck this guy. They'd be like, I just thought you were hot. We're not going to actually fuck you. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's one thing I think is actually good about the show yeah. is that they play into that thing, but mm -hmm. they're like, I'm married with children. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. And even Seema would be like, oh, honey. Yeah. Never. But you are hot, but don't tell anyone I said yeah, that. Yeah. You're hot, and let me introduce you to Charlotte's daughter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but I, I loved it. It's, it's really funny to imagine these women wanting to know their spots on the milf list. Here's the fucking problem with the episode. Who's number one? I know they didn't say it. They said they were two and three. And yeah. I, no, you're right. That's there's, like the alien in Alien. It's like if we show the alien. But that's what you gotta. You gotta, you gotta have number one. It's. I know. And number one, like you, it's either gotta be, it's either gotta be one of them that they're like, it's gotta be the one that wasn't interested in it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's them. Or it's gotta be someone you didn't expect. It's like the one mom that you're like, she's number one. Yeah. And the guy just is like, oh, dude, I, I freaking love, I love moms from Minnesota. Like, yeah. It's gotta be some weird thing. And they, yeah, you're right. They don't say what it is. Because they were like, we thought you should have been one and two, but it's like, all that did to me, I'm like, who's number one? This is fascinating. Yeah, totally. Um, and, and also I did think it was funny that they were like, he's like, we're against misogyny. Cause I bet these private schools are like that. And they're probably like fucking lighten up. Mm -hmm. Um, they're like, this is going to follow him, whatever. Cause Charlotte's like, yeah, it's not a big deal. It's like. I fucked a Hasidic Jew. Okay. I've, I have, I've eaten Trey's ass. Yeah. You're well, not going to surprise me here, folks. I know, but I love that about Charlotte that she's constantly, she still snaps back into wherever she is. Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. Milf list. Great, 
great, great plot cute, line. realistic, funny, cool plot line. Super good. Yeah. Milfless was great. We and fully great- support you making fun of statutory rape on, on Angels Like That. <laughs> making light of it. Good way to get the gals together. Great way to get the gals the together. Get, great way to get the gals together. Oh. Speaking of. What is it, the mosquito? Did you see that? Was, I think it was a moth. I think it was a mosquito. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Bugs. Um, bed bugs. Um, L- so LTW's fully broken up. Wait, we did that. No, no, no. Naya is fully broken up. Naya Wallace. LTW is, f- is still LTW is still with Chris Jackson. Um yeah, the 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 Naya thing is that she gets called by that guy. That seems like a hanging thread that may go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um but I guess her and Andre are they're fully on they're they're separated, so they're separated. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. I guess that does bring in a little bit of dating. Also, I will say this. We've both worked in production. We both worked in film. Um, that dude was like, pardon my reach, which I will say real thing. It's like, be respectful. Like, do you mind if I just clip this to your bra or whatever? But there's not a lot. I mean, I get that it's a TV show. There's not a lot of just going fishing. She was like, he was really going fishing in there. Well, and then if there is they, going fishing, there's not a lot of like, were you serious about asking me out after that? Great. Oh, yeah. Tell but then they show. even said they're like, he didn't go fishing with the documentary person from yesterday. True. Um, so he was going fishing. He's old school. Uh, she was like, he, I don't know if he went fishing, but he definitely clipped the lav on my nipple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he asked if he could just clip the lav right on my left nipple. For sure. He said, he said, the girl's sound is good, but she's a bad girl. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was good. Before we run out of time, this is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Carrie Bradshaw reckoning in chapter three with the death of, of John uh, Big. John Big. Yeah. Hi, I'm John Big. Jonathan Biggs. I'm dead because I drank too much scotch. Jonathan Biggs. Um, yeah, she talks a lot about walking in and seeing him in the shower. The water turned her blue shoes black. Yeah. Um, she never mentioned. She never mentioned about the amount of time she had that she could have called nine one one. Yeah, she never said that. And and she's like. I want to explicitly say that this this had nothing to do with my inheritance because I will live in my one bedroom <laughs> apartment. This had nothing yeah. to do with the, the We know um, all we've heard all those stories about all those <laughs> all those nostalgic billionaire women that are like, I'll just keep the one bedroom. Yeah, exactly. Um Yeah, I mean, I th- I thought it was interesting because they I don't know. It's that's what is making the show more fun to talk about, I guess. But I, this brings it up that it's like they have to do some big washing, you know? Yeah. And so it this actually I like was that. I like that term, big washing. Big washing. But it was nice to not have that and just be like that's what this character would be talk would be writing about or talking about. Mm-hmm. It was kind of just a reference to the first season and what happened, so that my only critique with this was like when she finally got chapter three, I was like, why didn't you have 
Why didn't you have her struggle through the sentence, make through it with power, and then have the final sentence that she finishes with it be like this? Instead, she's just like finishes chapter three and there's no. Yeah. Because I, I was kind of invested to be like, this was the love of your life. And we don't have to, but I did want to, the Reddit thing I think is really funny. Yeah, you can, there, you can read, there's a Reddit thread about this. Yeah. All right. This is like a next level high. This is like one of the most famous things from the internet. And it's very, very funny, but it's very sad. Uh, Corey talk and then I'll find it where to go. It's, um, well, you, you, had oh, said, here it you, you brought it up and, and you brought it up and I didn't know what it was. And then when you read it, I was like, oh, I've heard that before. Okay. So yeah. this is a, this is an ultimate Reddit thing. I think it's from 2014, but someone on Reddit said, you can have sex with one real person from all of human history. Who's your ultimate lay. Mm -hmm. And then Phil 8248 said, I'd like to have sex one more time with my wife who passed away from cancer nine years ago. My body yearns for hers. The ultimate downside to finding the one is she may die young and leave you wanting. And then under Reddit, you can respond like people upvote things. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. you yeah, you can comment. Yeah. So the person below that answering the question, who's the one person throughout human history who's the ultimate lay? He said, I also choose this dead guy's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what a twist. So funny. Oh, and so sad. So sad. But I thought of that because the show, in some ways, we're so caught up in the foundations of a new show that's like, oh, it's cutesy. They're talking about crime. That's mm -hmm. true. It's true to life. And it's like, this person did lose the, like what you led us to believe. Yeah. Not just what you led us to believe, but like what truly is, it's like that happens. Like the story continues on. And so I liked this. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. I know Aiden's coming because then that just like screams of like, writers coming in like what you would want to happen rather than what might really happen in life. Yeah. But there is something that it's like, Hey, there was like literally a decade where the world was like, this is the one or not the one. Yeah. And so I liked her reading it. I just wish there was a final sentence that she, you showed her achieve. I feel like the final reading, I was like, come on, you're spending time on so much stuff. Like, give it a few more seconds to triumphantly fight through a sentence and it's powerful. I think there's a thing in this show where a lot of it is about the process. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is about her struggling. And then you just see, you know, you're like, uh Oh, we're going back to the reading. And then there's the triumph. But there's not a lot like in the moment, you know, it's like Seema. I don't know, maybe this doesn't, maybe this doesn't work, but like Seema seeing that dog and then bending down and being like, there's my purse. Like there's kind of a thing where you see the middle and then the end of the conflict is just solved. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you this don't. Is, this is what I thought of the other day. So Michael Patrick King created and directed the comeback. Yes. Which is, which is a show on, if you don't know the comeback show on HBO with Lisa Kudrow, um, incredibly subversive, great television show about 
someone about the struggles of ego in making a television show yeah. and reality TV. And it's really like good. next to the the British version of The Office, like it's one of the most it, it's it's incredible. It's really good. So the only thing that I can think, because if you just watch and just like that, it's mm-hmm. easy to like rag on the creator or writer, but it's like he's the showrunner. And the only thing that I can think, and this is not an insult, it's it is that I'm making these certain moments like these. I'm not going as deep in because, uh, like I said, I'm not insulting him, but I'm making certain moments more palatable. I'm making this a mainstream wide stream show in order to be like, you get that, but you get this, you can turn it on because he can turn, dude, I'm telling you what it's the, the BBC office is the most, one of the most cringe shows of all time. Nothing compared to the U S office. Yeah. Not even, I'm just not saying quality better or worse. I'm just saying cringeworthy. The comeback is the only show that's on that level. I know. So he can make an audience sit through whatever the fuck he wants. I mean, I, it makes me kind of wonder in what he's doing is, and just like that, a melodrama. Like, yeah. I think, I think sex in the city is a comedy. Mm. I think, and just like that is a melodrama. Yeah. And I think the comeback is like a subversive, cringy television show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, and just like that is, that's the thing I'm saying. It was like, the struggle is in the middle and then it's like, and then carryover comes and gets through the reading. Yeah. Like there's, I think that's why in some ways some of the emotional moments in sex in the city were so powerful because it was a comedy. And then they do like my motherboard myself and they do some moment where it's like, Oh shoot, this is emotional. Yeah. We didn't really sign up for this from this show, but like it, it works because we're so invested now. And I think this show, even the, the tone of it is very melodrama. Yeah. Like the way the title comes up and it's kind of this throwback title. Yeah. There's no voiceover. So you're kind of in like a Hallmark movie the whole time until you get to the end and the voiceover is just like a wrap up of everything. Yeah. So yeah, I think that I'm see, I'm coming around and it's, it's funny to say this, but I'm thinking in real time and we have been, but I like, I've just been like in this place where, like no one's no one's as stupid i we never called him stupid or the show stupid i have some gripes with the writing but i'm just like the showrunner the the person helming this show Mm -hmm. they're two of like they're two people that know what the fuck they're doing yeah and they know what they're creating and what no matter and now it's like it is the biggest show on max so if it's just like hey like we know what works in because you would imagine they have like what works in like certain other places on other and they're being talked to by HBO Max of like we're we're not here to reboot Sex in the City we're here to we're not here to just do that we're here to make the biggest show on Max mm-hmm. and we know certain things and and that's where she did break down in the middle of the show she did have the moment where it's like, she can't do it. So it's like, maybe what I want is like for that to be at the end. But it's like, like you said, we showed the overcoming rather than the like, I I, I don't know. 
I, I need more time to think about it, but I'm just like this season two, they know more what they're doing. It is, it's stronger. It's definitely stronger. And it's reminding me that it's like one of my favorite shows of all time, the comeback. And I just think one of the greatest shows in American history in modern television is the comeback. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the same person that you're just like, come on, what are you doing? It's like, I, if, if I was sitting with him, he'd be like, I know how to make television motherfucker. If you were what? If you were sitting with Michael Patrick King, you know what I mean? We're not in the hands of someone who doesn't know what he's doing. No, he absolutely, which is why it was like frustrating in season one. Yeah. Cause it was like, you did all this other stuff and you did that. I think it's like, we're in the hands of someone who's making television that is not necessarily for, for us. Yeah. Straight men who have sucked, both have sucked dick. Yes. Our own. Trust me, I got my stretches in when I was in middle school. Listen, I took and then, my, I, and then took, I gained a little pounds and then it's like the dream the dream died. Listen, I went for it. I didn't even have my ribs taken out. Um, we gotta end, dude. We do gotta end. You know, one thing I'll say, and we don't have to expand upon it. I'm just gonna say Miranda's storyline with um Oh, with her son. No, with going into Che's pilot. And her and Miranda's phone going oh. off. Um, no sympathy for her. No sympathy for her, but I'm also, just <laughs> I was saying like, oh, well, you know, I I get it. People mess things up. It's whatever. But crazy that all these things with Miranda messing things up. Che never gets Miranda a comp ticket. Miranda never goes yeah. to the green room. Miranda has to wait in line like a plebe. Che is doing Miranda dirty. In terms of being the significant other in a Hollywood relationship. Yeah. Miranda, Miranda's just like waiting in line with the studio tour. Miranda should walk in or, or it should just be like the studio page should walk up and be like, Hey Miranda, how you doing? Um, we're going to get you. You have a seat right up front. Yeah. Like there's no, no one knows. Unbelievable. Maybe, maybe that's what, maybe that's Che's deal. Yeah, Che Ch- Ch- has definitely turned into like, oh, I'm a Hollywood. Like, no one's on my my personal list. Yeah, you you stand there with the people that they bark off of Melrose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Miranda, Mar- that this will come back later. <laughs> um. All right. Um. Well, uh, that, we'll be back with uh, episode four next time. I'm 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 deeper and deeper, and I'm enjoying it. I am too. Um. Leave us a rating. Even if it's a, if it's a one star or less, yeah, just be interesting with your one star. If you leave a one star, say something that like hurts, yeah, or or like do some research and say I know this one thing about you, and then surprise us. Do that. All right, uh, later, taters. Love you. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you for episode four. Bye. Bye. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cabin, Kevin James Doyle, and John Sieber. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and narrated by Katie Sieber. This podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Check out all their great podcasts at seltzerkings.com. You can find the boys on their socials at The Bradshaw Boys or on their website at thebradshawboys.com. And as always, if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.